Lord Jesus, we bless you today. We give all the glory to you. We thank you this morning for your holy presence. We thank you for the sweetness of your presence that you've caused to grace and grace us and be among us. Father, we thank you because every time we call upon you, you answer. You are never far away. You are near to our heart. Lord Jesus, you said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open to me, I will come him and sup with him. We are opening up to you, Jesus, the Son of the Father in truth. We are opening up to you, the King of glory, that you may come into our midst this morning, that you will come into our hearts this morning. Lord Jesus, we open up our soul, our, our being, the depths to you to be ministered to. Come and sup with us. Come and visit us. In the name of Jesus, we open up our spirits, our inward man, even unto the ministration of your anointing, that your spirit will minister to us. We pray this morning for leading courage in the pastures of the Spirit, you good shepherd of the sheep. We ask that through the blood of the everlasting covenant, you come this morning and bring properties of life. We bring installation, bring drops and bring deposits of your life to our hearts this morning as we open up our souls to you great and merciful high priest seated upon the throne of God who is sitting and reigning until he will make his enemies a footstool. We pray this morning come and have your way. Our gathering is not unto any man. We are gathered unto you to whom the gathering of the people should be. Come and have your place this morning. Let this utterance be your utterance. Let every word be your word. Use the vessel this morning. This vessel, use it as you please. As rivers of waters, steer my heart in your word where you want it to go, Father, so that you will bring forth a blessing upon every soul. I pray for the spirit of meekness. I pray for the spirit of brokenness. Amen. I ask for the spirit of humility Amen. under your the mighty hand of God and under the authority of the word and of the scripture. Let every heart come under that authority this morning Amen. so that your two-edged sword can pierce through. Divine asunder, bring about Amen. discernment of thought Amen. and intentions of the heart. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good morning, everybody. Please just welcome somebody here. Say you're blessed. Amen. 
praise God. I welcome everyone this morning. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Amen. 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 Thank you. Just welcome someone again. Say, I'm happy to see you with a smile. Amen. Say, I love you with the love of the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Let's open our Bibles without wasting much time to the book of Psalm. Psalm chapter 51. They say, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 51. I'll read from, I'll just read from the beginning. It might be a bit long. I just want to read through through the psalm. It will get towards the end part. Amen. Um, it says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression. And my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only have I sinned. And done this evil in thy sight. That thou mightest be justified. When thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. From, Amen. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Amen. Amen. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy, thy free spirit. Thy free me, thy, 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 thy ready spirit. Amen. Thy, thy willing spirit. Hey, praise God. Amen. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways. And sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, thou God of my salvation. And my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Amen. Amen. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion, build out the walls of Jerusalem, then shalt thou be pleased 
with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering, then shall they offer bullocks upon thy altar. Praise God. Amen. 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 Uh, that, that part was... The, the, praise God. Uh, let's read verse 16. Amen. It says, For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. But thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. Praise God. A broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou will not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then. Say then. Then. So it's not like he wouldn't take sacrifices. But something must be in place to make the sacrifice valid to God. Praise God. And so then shall thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness. So what makes sacrifice right is the is the heart. Praise God. There is uh, David had this sense. This was David's psalm. This was what David wrote this psalm, praise God, when Nathan came to him and Nathan told him, Thou king, thou art that man. Amen. And then he broke down and began to cry. And this psalm came out of that repentance season with the Lord. Praise God. And, and so I'm sure in his heart he must have been wondering, okay, how do I repay? How do I make recompense for what I have done? Amen. And you know, even at, at that season, at the, at the point, he even went into the temple. He went and he stayed around the temple. But when you think that he just went to do sacrifices, he wasn't like other kings or other men who just want to give something. He was concerned. He said, They have found David my servant, a man after my heart. Praise God. So in his, his way of his approach towards pleasing God, there was a consciousness about the heart of God. Praise the Lord. He had, a, he had a unique consciousness in his day for his time. David's height of consciousness concerning the heart of God is higher than even many Christians who are born again today. A lot of Christians who are born again have, they have very little consciousness concerning God's heart. We just do things. But we don't have a perception of what God accepts. What, is, what are the sacrifices of God? Amen. So David, he found out here that he said, Thou desirest not, if you had desired it, if I knew that just going to take a bullock now and offering it alone will solve my problem, I would do it. But I know that thou does not desire it. Thou does, there is an error that he made. The error that he made was the state of his heart. David was a David was a child of leading right from in the when Samuel went to pick him in the wilderness to, to, to do to live in the wilderness without experience a young man like that at that time it wasn't it wasn't ordinary 
the kind of things he, come, he came across, it was the Spirit of God that had begun to deal with him from a very young age. Praise God. And you saw that leading of God in his life right through. When he grew in, after he was anointed king, in the time of all, of all his troubles, praise God. So, of course, this, this time, at this time he had become king when he wrote this psalm, praise God. But you saw the leading of God very strong upon David's life. By strong, I mean that he couldn't step out of the way. He had, a, he had an inward culture of leading. That thing is a blessing. If you, if you ask me, that's the greatest blessing of a man. Sometimes I see souls who they can just do things. I just, I mean, I just wonder. I say, Kai, that you mean that that thing that constrains you is not there, <laughs> amen. So whenever his soul doesn't have that thing, they are not. That is, it's not good for a soul to have the ability to just do what they want. And some people, it's the devil. The devil has done that. That's not how man is supposed to be. But the devil has done that. He makes some people have his strength. It's a, it's a strange strength. Even though they are born again, they are Christians. They can even be around a certain dimension of the world. But they still have a strange strength to do what they want. Praise God. That thing, if you are a person, you have that thing, kill it. That thing is taking you somewhere. It will, amen. If you, if you don't kill it, the owner of that thing one day will come and, be, be, and use it. If you keep just maintaining such a thing on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. So, so I was saying that through blessedness, what makes a man blessed? What makes a man blessed is, is that you have, that heaven can impose upon you their will. Even at measure of discomfort to you. Praise the Lord. You have something on the inside of you that constrains you. To the will of God. That's what David had. And God developed that in David from a very, very young age. Amen. You saw even when it was time, every kind of battle they fought is true leading. It wouldn't go. One of the high points was when his men, they, they had gone to fight, they came back to Ziklag. They found that the, was it the Philistines who had come, taking their wives, taking everything, burned down every place. Amen. At that point, if anybody should just know it's the right thing to do, go and get your wife back. I mean, your wives. Come on. All, the, all your men, they took all their family, everything. But David said, wait, we can't just go. Are you, are you, are you seeing the depth? Are you seeing the, how, how real the sense of leading, the sense of dependency, that, that thing is what you call meekness. Praise the Lord. That's what you call anything outside that is not meekness. Meekness is that the, 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 the principle of God can constrain you. Even sometimes at the time of great emotions, when you feel a certain way, when things are not going well, at that time, that's when it matters the most. That you can't break out of line and begin to do things. Are you seeing that? So a man who can be, who can be constrained by God is a blessed man. That's the meaning of Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That, amen. Are you seeing that? It, it, see, that man is, is planted by rivers. To be planted means that you don't have sustenance outside the waters of God. Outside the rivers of God. No matter how things are going, you remain planted by rivers of waters. Amen. amen. Praise God. I pray the Lord will plant every heart. Amen. 
that, that's the essence of the, of, the, of the Lord ministering to us, is to plant our heart. You become so planted that winds will blow. You know how trees are. When a tree is planted, where wind will blow, you will see it bending. You think, ah, it's, about, it's not going anywhere. It's coming back again. Yes, sir. Why? Because of its root. How deep. So the deeper you are planted in God, the more resilient you are against the winds of life. Praise the Lord. So, so, so David, um, he had that unique thing about God. So when that, that example I was saying in get, get, uh, Ziklag, when they are taking his wife and everybody, he still said, no, we have to inquire. They have to now go and bring the urine and then do their thing of inquiring. Praise the Lord. That was how God used to lead them in that time. And then the Lord spoke, I should go and overtake them, recover. That's how he went. Praise God. Um, so, this, but, so this man, so, you, so such a man who has you to understand this psalm, you need to know what kind of man he is. If, if this was Saul, this is not the kind of thing you'll be reading here. Amen. This was Saul. This is not what? If he saw, God would say, he would say, I know. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> he would say, I know. But there's a reason why I did it. He said, was, at the time, there was a reason why I did it. But now, okay, now you said, no, we're we are in something. I can Praise God. That's how. <laughs> Say soul nature. Soul nature. I mean, none of you ever have soul nature. Yeah. <laughs> soul was a bad man. Imagine a man like that leading a whole nation. Not just any nation. He wasn't leading the Jebusites or he was leading Israel. <laughs> Amen. So it got too much. God had to kill him. He handled the prophet, tore his cloth. What was he fighting for? He was fighting for his face before the people. What God thinks, I don't care. That's between him and you. You prophet, you and God. You guys should go and... As far as I'm concerned, just when we go out right now, you have to act like everything is okay. Because my, nothing must happen to my dominion, my reign, my look, my how everything. Do you understand me somewhere? Are you hearing me? All these things you're talking about, that's you and God. Just behave yourself. Are you seeing such a man? It's an evil man. If you, I'm sure if you leave him, if he, did, if, he was, if he was the one, he can sacrifice half of Israel as long as his, his kingdom is going on. His, as long as life just... Con- the next day, life should continue. Praise God. Sometimes when, when some people are encountered with sins, they are not concerned about what, what they did. It's about how can we quickly get over this thing and let life continue. What do I need to do? Tell me. Tell me. What, do we need to pray? Do we need to... Or, or just advise me, counsel me. <laughs> Praise God, Amen. But they they are not in touch. That is not about God is not interested in where you're going to. Come, you you have a problem in your heart. There's something wrong with the heart. Amen. And God is a God of the hearts of men. If if God, no matter what a man does, and the heart is not okay, God is not okay with the man. Praise the Lord. So David knew here. Let's read again. Praise the Lord. Let's read verse um, verse fifteen. So, okay, sixteen. Say, but thou, for thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are broken spirit. 
the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, God will not despise. Praise the Lord. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. And says, Then thou shalt be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness. And then with burnt offering and old burnt offering, then shall then shall they offer bullocks upon thy altar. Praise God. So, so you see there's a tune about this psalm. Like I was saying before, um, is a tone of David understood the, the true meaning of repentance. Repentance is, a, is an important thing for a soul to be able to do. Saul never repented. What is repentance? Repentance means a turning of the heart from the disposition of sin or disposition or a position that is contrary to the will of God. The heart must, must know how to turn. Are you seeing that? The heart must know how to what? turn from a position that is not in, align- in alignment with the will of God. So, and there are some hearts, when, when the devil has de- worked with on your heart for a long time, then devil, what he, he kills, capacity for turning inside of soul. You see some soul, talk, talk, counsel, pray, preach, talk, talk, talk. And what will happen? They, there's something about the turning ability to turn to. That thing is incapacity for repentance. Praise the Lord. So, that thing, um, that thing inside a man must be warred against. Every heart of a, of a man, you must, your heart must be so flexible. Flexible to instruction. Flexible to the word. Amen. So what the, the, the danger of having an intonable heart is that you, the person will put themselves in a place where there's nothing God can do. The father will say to the son, what can we do now? The son will say, Father, I'm not sure there's too much that we can do. Because the heart is refusing to turn. You know, God is a merciful God. If God wasn't merciful, he would not send Samuel to Saul. It was mercy. When Samuel was coming, his heaven is sending mercy to him. Even though you've done this, this bad thing. Let's still, he, he woke up the prophet, go and talk to this man. We don't want to destroy this man. Praise God. We had a plan for Saul. Remember how Saul started? Saul started very prophetically. In fact, at the point, he has Saul become one of the prophets. When the spirit came upon him, he began to prophesy. Amen. But you see, all, all that happened, but heart, say heart. Heart. Heart can spoil things. You see, if a, if a person is joining and they're not dealing with their heart, Kai, later, later, say later. Later. <laughs> so nobody should just leave their heart like that. If there's anything you want to ignore, ignore everything in this world. Don't ignore your heart. Because your, everybody's heart is the weapon, is a bomb. Is a, is a nuclear bomb the size of eternity. If you explode it, <laughs> amen. Because what I mean by that is that what it is capable of, 
Imagine Satan culturing a man, culturing a man to a point where he could kill the Son of God. And he didn't feel bad about it. He collected money for, for it and put it in his pocket. What was happening? And he was with Jesus every day. Every day he was with Jesus. But under that environment, what was happening? Hard. Something has happened to his heart. See, why has Satan filled thy heart? So, how did Satan fill his heart? It was, he's, he's developing pouring strength. I'm sure every day, do you think that Judas, you think when Jesus is preaching, they are eating, you think, and, he, and he's looking at Jesus, he's planning it. You think there isn't something going on inside of him? Something is telling him. What is talking? Conscience. See, this thing you are planning to do, this thing is a very, very bad thing. Don't do this thing. Another guy will rise up on the inside of it. Yeah, but Jesus, this is Jesus. Even though he's a prophet and all that, he still was he's still going to die in the first place. You know, he, he's the one who said it. I will tear down this temple in three days. So if I do it, anybody else does it. What's the matter? I might as well just do it. And are you getting that kind of conversation? It's, what's happening? It's, uh, <laughs> it's argument. Argument. It's, what are those arguments for? It is preventing turning. So he became so strong, the words of Jesus couldn't turn him. He couldn't alter his heart. Not just the word, the presence of Jesus, the, the nature of Jesus couldn't break through into his heart. Praise God. So that's why I said the heart is a powerful thing. If the heart gets so bad, it can try and sell God. Sell the truth. They won't say buy the truth and sell it, not if it's not possible for someone to sell it. Amen. For the purpose of gain. So, so, there is no, to be honest with you, there is no end to the heart's capacity for wickedness and for righteousness if it's left alone. If it's not dealt with and if it's not paid attention to, there is capacity for great evil, the hearts of men. Praise God. So, but thank God for a man like David. Um, and through his, through his dealings with God, his unique sensitivity to the heart of God, of course, it is heart that longs for God's heart. It is heart, his heart that follows after the heart of God, that pants after the heart of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's see, let's read on uh, this place. Um, praise God. Verse 5, he said, let's go to verse 5. He said, Behold, I was shaping in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Say, thou desirest truth. Thou desirest truth. In the inward parts. In the inward parts. Do you hear that? Thou desirest truth. In where? In the inward parts. In the inward parts. In the, say inward parts. In the inward parts. See that inward parts where he desires truth. That is the ground zero. Where a man's life, not of the, the heart, flows issues. That's where, that's where life living flows from. That's where when you say this is a man, who is the man? 
is what he is in his heart. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What is the meaning of thinketh in his heart? He's not talking about mind thinking. He's talking about what the man's heart is telling him to do. That's who he is. It's as he thinketh inside, inside of his heart. Praise God. Um, so, the, the, he said that, that God desires truth in the inward parts. And in the what hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. So there is a wisdom of the hidden part. Amen. Amen. This wisdom of the hidden part is the wisdom which the hidden man of the heart knows. It is that wisdom of within, the inward operation of wisdom that keeps a man from iniquity. That makes a person not seen. That keeps a person. It counsels men inside the will of God. It creates the boundary of God's will for a man. It's a wisdom on the inward parts. Praise God. So, the, the reason for instruction of the Spirit is for the giving of wisdom. Where? On the inward parts of a man. It's not head wisdom. Head wisdom can't deal with six sins. Praise God. When you have, if you have a head wise person, they can't overcome sin. Because sin, where sin is operating from, is on the inward parts. Sin, when it's leading men, it's leading men from, the in, from, from within. Anything that comes to the mind is the one who, that, that jumped out of the heart. Yes, that say, okay, think me now, think me now. You know, sometimes when you, you are thinking him too much, not to, not to expose himself, he will hide. Yeah, think good things now. Think God now a little. <laughs> Amen. Think scripture. Okay, it's time to think scripture now. He will go and hide again. But it's, it's on the... Are you saying what I'm saying? It's on, so it's possible to install truth in the mind, but you've not installed truth in the heart. When truth has not been installed in the heart, the person will still be sinning. So what David found here was that there's still a loophole inside his heart the, the prophet, God had to give Nathan skill when Nathan came to him. He didn't just come and say, hey, 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 David, what did you do? David, the, the, the purpose of that, I, I believe it was a skill of the spirit because he was a prophet. Praise God. The, the, the purpose of that skill, Lord, the skill, he came and told him a story. What was, it? What, what, what was the point of stories? Can you tell me? What was the, what was the, the importance of stories? Storytelling, yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Them to Th- yes. First, to create a what? The lesson you get out of the story. The lesson yeah. in the story. Like the moral of the story. Moral of the story. Yeah. Yes. Praise God. Mm-hmm. One of the main purposes of storytelling is to awaken empathy. If you just come and tell somebody something, say, okay, yeah, it's like that. Okay, how does it concern me? Mm. No problem. Yeah, it's okay. No wahala. Just, you, in fact, okay, write it there so I won't forget. No. <laughs> are, you, are you getting me? Mm. But, so, just telling somebody a fact, this happened, that happened, it, it's, hard, it's not enough. You just, it, sometimes it can land in the mind. It doesn't go deep inside the man. Are, are you getting me? Yeah. So, if you just put it there and the person will keep it there. 
But it's okay, let's use method of storytelling. By the time you now begin to carry to to tell a story, you bring a narrative about it, you personify the information. Create persons that are acting it out. Somewhere because the heart will now begin to empathize. You can see through this person's eyes. You can see through that. So the created the prophet uses mouth to paint a scenario of injustice, a great injustice that has been done. It awakened David on the, on the righteous David woke up. Say, what is what do you mean? <laughs> so you see that righteous David he woke up is the man that slept. That made him you know, some things can make uh, the man's righteousness sleep. Sometimes just comfort. Just there, you're not. But that's why sometimes God doesn't let us to com- be too comfortable. They said, when did he sin? When, in the time when kings go out to battle, the guy was in his house. <laughs> what else will he be doing? <laughs> Praise God. So what happened? That he forgot who he was, and that's what makes us sin most of the time. In the moment we forget who we are, the then we we slip into we begin to act out a different person. We act out that hidden person, devil has been raising inside of you, that the world has been culturing. Praise God! Are you seeing that? So so such moments, amen, make men do things. So. One of the, pop, the skill of that prophet, Nathan, thank God for Nathan, he, described, he told his story and he said, you are that man, ah, you are that evil man. Ah, David broke down. Oh, God. He said, what have I done? Amen. Amen. So he saw there was still a loophole inside his heart. That even though he loved God, he didn't love God completely. There was still a nature of unrighteousness. That, that was the mean of what he said, that in sin was my, did, I, or did my mother conceive me, that, that really I'm actually a sinful man, that my righteousness is just mercy. So when I, when I step out of mercy environment, the man who was conceived, <laughs> who was shaping, read verse 5, praise God, says, Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Praise God. What he meant is that I was born into iniquity. That, and every man who is born into this world, you are born into iniquity. This world is a world of iniquity. Sin everywhere. Everything. Sin that designed things. The wisdom behind everything is sin. We have to go and do this. That thing you are going to do, who designed how they do it? Sin designed it. We don't, there's no world. The world that was redesigned by a righteous person has gone a long time ago, right from beginning. So after, the, after the flood, the world that emerged was an unrighteous world. Praise God. It was mainly a, a what? was mainly an unrighteous world. Because sin had begun to depreciate and to kill man. Kill man, kill man. 
Praise God. And we thank God for the flood because it's still better than how it could have been. I honestly believe that one of the main purposes of that flood was to kill all the descendants of Cain. God must have said that we have to wipe these guys completely out of the earth. (laughs) Because if they still stay here, the earth will not last. There won't be enough time on the earth before we can even think of bringing a savior. They've gone to, it's possible that many of those king descendants have already gone beyond, some of them that have been nearing destruction in a short time. At that time, you know, because many of them were living too long. Imagine you give a man almost hundreds of years on the earth. That a man that's not hearing God, he's outside the presence of God. All he's have is just him and sin, him and devil, him and evil spirit. And he's living for how many hundreds of years? So, so those men must have gone too far. They were very close. So God had to reserve him. We will shut him man's ears. Let him not live too longer anymore. Less, and he killed many, almost the whole earth. He just left the, the righteous lineage of, of Noah. Praise God. Just the eight souls or so that were in there. And then, although after that, those ones they started their own again. That's where all of us came from. How many of you know you are children of Noah? <laughs> Praise God. So, so, but, but, so, so you see that the heart... The heart of man, say that my heart is deceitful, deceitfully wicked, desperately sorry. Des- who can know it? Who can know the heart of a man? Praise God. So, but there's something that, that must be installed inside the man. It's called truth. In the what? Truth. Every heart should be armed with truth in the inward parts. It is truth on the inward parts that makes a man straight. It begins to straighten you up. It makes you upright. It makes you righteous. Amen. And truth is a spirit. Let's read, let's read on in this place. Father, we bless you. So it says, Behold thou desirous truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom so this was david's prayer that that hidden part i need to know wisdom in that part how many of us desire that thing if you don't desire it i'm begging you please you should desire it desire to have wisdom where on the on the inward parts wisdom residing here is the, is the wisdom of righteousness. Praise God. It's what everyone is trying to communicate to us. Let's read on. It says, Purge me with the hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Then make me, my, me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may what? May rejoice. Verse 9, Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Verse 10, Praise God. So, of course, God needs to hide his face. In order to, because God cannot behold iniquity. But God can deal with iniquity, but He has to cover it. Even when Jesus was on the cross, after a while, Jesus began to ask, Father, Father, why are thou forsaken me? Because at that point, what was he? he was bearing, by the time this, God sees that man on the cross, He saw the sins of all the world laid upon Him. 
Praise God. He saw all our sins. He bore our sins according to the scripture. Amen. Amen. All our transgressions were laid upon him on the cross. And, and the father couldn't be, even behold it. So, for God to deal with a man's sin, listen to this thing I'm telling you now. For God to deal with a man's sin, God has to come to him with a covered face. Because as long as the sin is there, no man who still has sin in him can ever behold the unveiled face of God. Nobody. So I know God. God is my this. God is my that. He's with me. He's, every morning we talk. We day, okay, I agree. If, if there is sin in you, that God, you know, is still God, but it's an unveil. It's not really. Amen. There is what the Bible calls it holiness without which no man can see. It's a holiness that God, so God's face, and that's one thing that, that's why one, one, one thing that we have to press into. You see that thing called the face of God? This is the problem. We have, we have, we are Christians, we have a father, we have a God, but because of circumstances, he can't, he can't deal with us with, with his face. Imagine you have a father, we've never seen his face. Everything he's doing is bringing representations, emissaries, means to which he can represent things. Salvation, redemption, things can come to us. Are you seeing that? So before any man will see God, he must have first dealt with his provisions and dealt with them. Praise God. Until later, but well, that's on one side. Then on the other side, you have this ra- rascal, wicked cherub, who opened his face bare. <laughs> yeah. mm. Praise God. Yeah. His face is what? Bare. The only thing that the only thing is that he won't bring it right now. It's just because he is. Hmm. He, he, he gauges, gauges at how much soul can take. Are you getting what I'm saying? But there is, he is not too veiled in terms of his approach towards men. You want to see the devil's nature, you don't have to fight to see it. It's God's nature that we have to, uh, you have to pray and pray and pray and then hear word and hear word and all that. <laughs> It's as if there's a resistance there. It's not natural to you. There's something fighting. Why is something fighting me? Why can't I just open this Bible and begin to see everything and all that? There's something. Sir, it's your sin. It's, a, it's your nature. There's something wrong with us. Amen. That will not allow God to open it. It's not as if he doesn't want to. But he's a consuming fire. So they have to manage men's approach. Carefully, we have to bring them, but they must not be destroyed. There's something in them that automatically awakens my wrath. Yes, automatically, you know, we don't have to talk about it. The wrath is revealed, it just comes out. So, so imagine God, a man carrying God's enemy inside of him. God said, We have to find a way to still save him. So, we have to do a covered face operation. So, if God born again, yeah, covered face, we cover him. 
That's the reason for veils in the tabernacle. We can't just open everything. So from far, you are seeing what is inside. <laughs> Praise God. The moment you see it, you get blind. Imagine the Shekinah glory shining out of it. Israel, that glory kills people. It kills two boys. It turned into fire and consumed them. Two sons of Aaron. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So they have to, that tabernacle, in fact, before God came, the veils must be set. You check, are the veils there? They put the first veil, they put the second veil, everything. When he had finished the house, then, okay, he brought the ark. And God checked before he caused the glory to descend. Because that glory is a killer. Praise God. The, the, the glory, what I mean by killer, it has high hatred. It has strong, the strongest hatred for iniquity. Praise the Lord. And then we have this other guy. He, he, he doesn't want... Just come. In fact, I'll make it easy for you. I'll, design, I'll make sure that the world you live in has my things everywhere. Just When you breathe... That breath you took, there's a portion of something about me that... Praise God. He doesn't hide. Amen. So to... To do his things, that's, that's what makes his own way wide. Yes, For God, he says, straight is the gate, narrow is the way. We can't just make it wide like that. But this one is wide. There are many that just go. Are you seeing that? So, so that's why you have, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why. The, the journey of righteousness for a soul is not... If you're a Christian and you are not at home with the fact that you must labor mm. to become righteous, you are not serious. Mm. You see, you should labor to enter into rest. You have, to, you have to make war for it. So, so if you expect that because you got born again, I confess, I got baptized, and so because of that now, everything should just open to me. All the bad things I used to do, I do them no more. I do them no more. Praise God. And then all of a sudden, it can't, never work that way. This thing called Christianity, God... You, someone like you, you should not even have a right at all. Yes. Yes. All of us. Yes. Yes. Do you know that? Do you know that you should not. What, what we have done, what man has done. <laughs> Amen. We shouldn't even have a right to be named according to. Imagine you being named after God. You are. And for most of your life, you've been fighting Him. You've been warring against him. You took off from where your parents stopped. Your parents from when your grandparents stopped. Been walking contrary to his ways. Walk contrary to his will. And then mercy found us. So the things that they have to remove. Imagine what they have to remove from a man. To make a man holy. Before God. All the, all the instructions of the world. What 
the part of this world, the cause of this world has trained his soul to do. Then you see his soul just got born again and say, because I'm not, uh, God is not, I'm tired because it's like maybe God doesn't like me. Um, because every time, you know, I'm trying to pray and it's just as if I'm, I have to beg him to, to come. Maybe we exp- the, the way we expect his presence and all those things to be, we are not seeing it that way. So sometimes if we are not wise, we don't know why. We don't know what is the matter. The matter, what is that, what is that thing about the veil? Why is there a veil? Between me and God. Why is there a difficulty? Why is Christianity not simple? And some want it to be simple by force. So even though God hasn't come, his face is not here, nothing. Let's assume he's here. Let's just let's just be act as if everything is simple. Are you getting me? Why do you need to labor in understanding? Why do you have to labor to know him? Why do you have to keep Go, you have to go to meeting, listen to message, hear the word, keep praying, keep laboring. What for one tiny light will come. Build upon that to get another light. Why is because of what we are carrying? It makes the job difficult. Amen. Are you seeing that? So the heart, that heart, the heart of men is something that men should, we all should pay a lot of attention to, right? Um, Because that is what God looks at. God looks at that heart. And based on that, he, they decide, everyone decides how we relate with a man concerning, based on his heart. What do we expose him to? What we are allowed to come their way? What measure of us can they experience? Can they take? Are you getting me? Praise God. Amen. 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 Let's read verse 10. Quickly, Psalm 51. Psalm 51, verse 10. It says, Creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Do you see that? Then he said, cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. So, say, create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart. Then renew what? The right spirit within me. The error in men's heart has to do with the prevailing spirit of their heart. Uh What did I say? David identified this thing. That in fact, he identified two things. He first, number one, he said, "My, I, he, he doesn't have a clean heart." Then and then, 
the, the spirit of his heart was wrong. So, the creating, creating a clean heart and then renewing the right spirit of the heart. In every man, a clean heart must be created. And the cleanliness of the heart has to do with the spirit of the heart. The spirit of a heart is the kingdom inside the heart. It is the dominion. It is downward spirit. The spirit of the heart means what spirit is using the heart. The spirit that is using the heart is the dominion of the heart. Hearts of men are carriers of dominion. Vehicles. They actually is a place where that, that's why spirits love hearts. Because spirit needs spirits need to pour themselves into a heart for them to do what they are. Yes, sir. For the, for there are things to be expressed, they have to pour of their own spirit. So heart does spirit. So that's why every person, nobody should just be doing anything. If you are doing something, whose spirit, which spirit yes. are you doing? Every single thing. Nobody should tell me there's anything that's out that is accepted. Everything that a man does, it came from his spirit. There's this, every single thing a man does is a spirit. At every point in a man, his spirit is at work. What he is doing, or how he is deciding, yeah. <laughs> what he is deciding to do, his judgments. You can trace every judgment of a man to his spirit. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why. Every, that's why. If someone lives just outwardly, you waste. You will make mistake. Because spirit can morph. The spirit can make you do good things, and you think that you are a good person. A bad person can do good things. Praise God. So it's not about what you're doing. It's about the spirit that is within the heart. That's why I'm a good person is not enough reason for you to say I don't need to learn revelation. I say, even those who are learning, I'm even better than them. Look at them. The ones that are even learning the revelation. They, are, they still have faults and all that. You see, but me, I'm a clean person. Praise God. The spirit. Say spirit. So, we must, everybody must be sensitive. And the only thing that can bring sensitivity to the inward spirit is an education. Yes, sir. 
It's a spiritual education. That's the purpose of revelation. Yes, sir. Yes. It's a revelation of it's actually the revelation is the it's actually the is revelation is the conversation of the spirit of God. It's the what I say is the conversation without them it's like it, it, revelation is the it's the because conversation when you say converse we are conversing so it's talking about it's almost like exchanging of spirit it's like you are you are you are you are speaking from a point an essence a judgment are you seeing that and then that thing can be shared in someone can share conversation they can take from that thing when you take someone's conversation you take their spirit do you know that, do you know that the, the word conversation in the New Testament is not just talking? Yes. When Paul talks your, your conversation, yes, sir. he's talking about the, your, the way you are being driven. Mm-hmm. And a man, every man's conversation is a spiritual matter. Yes, it's, a, it's what spirit is behind the man's business. Do you understand? Yes, now when I'm saying spirit, 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 I'm not talking about people being possessed with demons. I don't know if you know that. Yes. Uh-huh. Dem- not demons and all that. I'm talking about an evil spirit who is, who is actually one of Satan's emissaries coming around the soul. And that spirit will say, what is, it, what is it around the soul for? It's very simple. It's a spirit. Do you know that that spirit has a soul? Yes. Every evil spirit has a soul. And that evil spirit inside his soul, you cannot separate a soul from an, from an angel, from his spirit. Who his spirit is, is who his soul is. You get that? It's in men you see such things that there's gap. What the spirit is, is different. In angel, they are not like that. It's who his spirit is, who his soul is. But every evil spirit, every spirit of darkness in their orders, when they come around men, what there's something about them is an, actually the nature of the of spirits. Spirits are dominion creatures. When they come around a man, they have no other thought apart from how can this man be like me? Yeah. Yeah, they are not thinking of any other thing. That's all spirits do. They don't come to play with you. No, is how can this man be like me? What is the meaning of that? It means how can I transfer the spirit of my heart into him? It's not how can I possess him and be making him act like a robot. No, that's not what we're talking of. <laughs> do you get that? Yes, I, do you know the, I'm not saying the meaning of the spirit of a heart. Yes, He's talking about the inward drive, the inward essence, yes, the nature. Yes, so, so evil spirits, they are empowered by Satan to give themselves. Because they are angels. They were angels. Angelic nature has that capacity. Every angel is anointed. He is designed to give his essence. That's the meaning of, are they not ministering spirit? Who minister? They are, the word angelo, angel means messenger. They give. They are made to give their essence, what they are carrying. Does that, are you seeing that? So that's why you can't relate with an evil spirit and you're not getting something. You'll be getting something. After a while, you start behaving like him. 
When you say worldly man, he's just behaving like an evil spirit. Yes, sir. <laughs> somebody who backbites, somebody who hates, who doesn't forgive, is behaving like an evil spirit. Yeah. When you see the spirit who is behaving like, if they can open your eyes, you see they are exactly the same. Oh my God. They just look exactly yes. the same. It's the same because that spirit just poured his own thing. Yes, sir. When you see, when you see rebellion, when you see pride, when you see all kinds of things, those are natures of spirit. God did not create those things in men. He didn't God put those things in Adam? No, no. Where did men get them from? His spirits are. It's just natures of spirits that men have inherited over time. And, and those natures, where do they rest? They reside inside the hearts of men. They reside inside men's heart. When you see a man doesn't like, I don't like God, I don't like things. Things about Christianity, things, they make me hungry. You know, that's why there are many spirits who get angry when you mention God. It's just their nature that men have inherited. And the, and the goal of that kingdom is to eventually develop men who look exactly like Satan. Who have Satan's nature. Who, have, who love what he loves. And who hate what he hates. So if, if a, spirit can, a spirit can walk on somebody and then after a while, when you see how my essence has entered, I have, this person is now me. They will see it. They will now say, okay, they will, okay, thank you. You've done your job. Get out of here. They will bring another one that can take you higher. The man will go high and high and high and high to a point where Satan will come. Okay, you, are, you can now drink me. Like Judas was, was growing to one point, at one point, Satan started talking to him. Jesus said, why well, Satan feel thy heart? Satan feel his heart. What is the meaning of that? Satan poured of his own essence at the level to which he can take. He just poured thoughts. Most likely not all of him. Yeah. Satan couldn't pour all of him because he hadn't got into that level. Judas' soul couldn't take all of Satan. Jesus did not say, why do you have all of Satan? He didn't say, he didn't say why do you have the fullness of Satan? No, he doesn't have the fullness. But, when you, but of Satan's kind of thing, he can pour a measure into a man. That was that thing, because that thought of killing Jesus was a satanic kind of, of thought. Praise God. You know that Satan is feeling men today at different levels? He's feeling men, he's feeling hearts, he's driving hearts. There are souls who are doing satanic things, things that are just beyond bad people. They are doing things that the devil would do. Praise God. And if any, if any soul, any person doesn't check the heart, and you just, let's say you just leave your heart alone, any heart has the potential to be taught by Satan. And the way Satan's spirit manifests is not easily detectable. 
That's the danger. You know, when, when I'm teaching this kind of thing, for some time I've been saying these words in this line. Someone might be saying, ah, why, is he, why is he talking about all these things? Forget about it. Just talk about Jesus. That's all we came to hear. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you see Jesus right now, he will be start warning you about Satan. It won't be too long before he starts telling you there's one guy called Satan. <laughs> Praise God. The thing with Satan is that he doesn't want to talk. You see that thing of not wanting to hear about him? He is the one doing it. Because you are, you are talking about what he's doing in men. Yes. That is his greatest, his whole life is about, that's his investment. Don't expose where, it's like somebody has millions of dollars, they hid it somewhere. You now go on, uh, on CNN and begin to tell the whole world. <laughs> that there's one place if you follow here and follow there and then get to that street and turn right. As you are saying that, the guy's blood pressure <laughs> is increasing. You are directing the world to where he kept his, his treasure. Praise God. That's, that's how the devil feels. Whenever you begin to expose these things, some hearts will get angry. You don't just want this. Oh, let's just talk about No, let's talk about him. The, pro, the problem with, this, with Satan, people who are getting nearer to him, is that most of the time, they are nearer to him than they think. They will, they will, they are, such a soul is convinced that, no, this thing I'm doing is just a small thing now. It's not that important. Most of the time, that's why. Do you think Jesus was well aware of the weight and gravity of what he was doing? Killing the Lord of glory. No. You are the one who is talking about it like that. If you can extray his own conversation, how he justifies what he did. You might even have, ah, well, hmm. now I see from his perspective. <laughs> you see that thing? Making men to justify evil things. That's the job of spirits. That when you, how you know it's so that a spirit has worked over time on. They have their way of justifying unrighteousness. That when they even, hey! Say, Kai, this thing is a wisdom. I've never heard it talked about like this before. <laughs> it's a spirit. Uh, do, do you understand that? Are you seeing? That's why, so that's why in these times we have to talk about this thing. We have to warn men, like Paul did that. In churches who are approaching such season, Paul did not hold his mouth back. He said, in the end time, perilous times shall come. Men will become lovers of themselves, rather than lo- lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. The time will come. Their hearts will no longer endure sound doctrine. Their hearts will wax cold. I, praise God. Are you seeing, are you seeing all those? He's, talk, he's telling about, those are talking about what the devil begins to do in the hearts of men in the end time. You see, guys like I, um, Alexander, Emmanuel, those who made shipwreck of faith, I'm sure if at that point, when he was writing to Timothy, if you had gone to stop Alexander at that point in time and say, hey, Paul said this thing about you. Why are you doing this kind of thing now? Why are you fighting against the gospel? He will sit you down and begin to tell you things. Look, this poor guy. Thank God for Paul. (laughs) Thank God. God used him to bring about this light. 
But I want to explain to you that he has a great blind spot. There's a side of things that he's not seeing. Are you seeing what I'm saying? He will now bring to bring his own things and begin to... Bring. But you see that guy that's talking is a messenger of the devil. The devil is using him. Are you, getting, are you hearing me? So, someone talking about, ah, it's so we'll get to a point where Satan will be talking to them. Don't think about it that maybe you will just be in one black room and then one black guy, I'm Satan, it's time for us to talk now. Because it's not like that at all. Forget, it's not that at all. You will see this, such a person, they will still be coming to church, they will be dancing with you, singing praise and worship with you, but their, the conversation of the heart, they have a high strength against submission. You know that, that foolish, meek submission that's needed to be led by Jesus. Anybody who is led by a lamb, he must be foolish. Oh. Amen. One, one thing that the devil does is that when you see flock, make some wise above the others. That wisdom is that they can see what others are not seeing. That this thing is just wasting time. We don't need to make, do too much about this. Just take it with a measure, moderate it here. All those kind of things. Like you get what I'm saying? It's all those kind of conversation. Amen. They don't sound bad at all. The way I'm saying, these ones even sound bad, what I'm saying, to make my point. But they sound more subtle than that. It, but, but when you check it, it, it is, it's DNA. It's, it has attribute of departure from God. It has the attitude of breaking submission. The attitude of not, not giving all. Not fully, are you getting what I'm saying? Not fully committing to the way of the Spirit. Not fully committing to the way of truth. Holding something back. Ah, you know, you must still preserve yourself. If you just give your heart, they they will break your heart. They will abuse your heart. You know this kind of conversation? You know where I'm just going to know how I'm going to be relating now. I have to be before I used to give myself fully now. I just have to be careful. Are you seeing those are thoughts of death? A, a dead man. That, that's the thought of, a, of, of praise. Are you hearing me? Anything, anything that has to do with keeping yourself is, is about to kill you. That's one thing you must know. Are you, are you getting me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And most of the time, those things come from offense. Maybe you were offended somehow by somebody. Or someone did something. They did something to you. They said this. They did this. Kai. You are, if you are born again, you have been born again to be offended. If you are in any place, they are not offending you. You are not growing. Forget it. Nobody can ever grow without being offended. God sent his son to the earth for them to offend him. Let the whole world offend him and kill him. Because when the whole world has done all their offense against him, it's by that his, his vaccination against sins of men. That's how he built it. Let's say Jesus came, we never offended him. By the time he, will, by the time he gets to the cross, as even if he gets there, most likely he won't get there. You see how he won't get there if he was. <laughs> but even if he gets to the cross, you will just see an empty man on the cross carrying nothing. Because he has not endured the contradiction of sinners. According to Hebrews chapter 
chapter 12. He had to endure the contradiction of sinners. That word contradiction means sin in men offending you. When sin in men offend you, that's what stirs up righteous reaction. Yes, sir. That ki- that's what the off- are you are you getting are you getting that? It's like, imagine a Christian, you are telling me, wow, I am so spiritual. I will now check, you've never been lied against before. <laughs> Nobody has ever borne false witness against you before. Bye. Nobody has ever promised you and failed you before. <laughs> and you say you are a spiritual brother or sister. Where did it come from? Your close, 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 close person has never. <laughs> I, I don't know if you are getting me. Yes. See, that's one thing. In church, God anoints, allows people to be anointed to offend you. The, that offense is to is to rot salvation yes. Yes. in you. Yes. You need to be you need to be offended beyond offense. Yes. <laughs> this one of the signs that you are now becoming spiritual is that they've worked on you so much that when somebody is clearly doing something offensive. You're, you see the righteousness in why they are doing it. You don't have the ability anymore. You make excuse for them. But some souls are the other way. Some souls, somebody doesn't even, he hasn't, he didn't even try to offend you. He's just doing something on his own, but that you, you just plot. There's a way that what they are, it's because <laughs> your mind is that an evil mind. Because the heart is not pure. Paul said this way. He said, in understanding be men, means be adults. But in malice be babies. Be a baby. Say offense. 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 Say offense. Offense. Even man can be free from offense. (laughs) The day you are free from being offended. The throne is your limit. Nothing can stop you again. If you're a man, an offense can no longer stop you. If you know what you've just overcome. If you know what you've overcome, anybody who can't get offended, they will be holy. Like what Jesus had to go through. It wasn't some distant Pharisee somewhere that was troubling him. Every single day. 
just wakes up. Oh, beautiful day. Thank you. We just hear a voice from Judas. Good morning, master. Good morning, my lord. It's possible that Judas may be the one that greets me first every morning. Imagine he's so bearing that thing. And he knew who Judas was. And just was so flawless with handling him that even the others did not even know who the person was. Because of how he dealt with him, he wasn't offended. He wasn't offended at him. If you can deal with that thing called offense, car, both individually and collectively, offense is what defiles a people. By the time people don't have, we don't have immunity against offense. Let's say we are all joining together now. Let's say we don't have, we don't develop immunity against offense. After a while, we will so break down. Our journey will stop. After a while, another spirit, because that thing opens the door to many things, many, many, many things. It rides on the back. I honestly believe that the only way Satan could have found a way. To take away all those angels from heaven must have found a way to make them offended against God. That is his nature. Are you getting me? Yes. See that word called offense? That is the foundation from where blasphemy, the nature of blasphemy, rides upon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Blasphemy means to speak against. Pick a ground of offense. Satan must have installed a, a great argument of offense inside those angels, even inside seraphim. So if you can do that, how much more men? It means that it's very easy to get a man to be offended about God. It's not hard at all. You can have a great move of the spirit. God is at work, changing souls, doing things. There will still be something to be offended about. And, and check the work of offense. Offense stops journey. It's hard for soul to wake up and be journeying every day when he's offended. After a while, this, the, the feet will begin to slow. Begin to slow. Begin to slow. If the journey becomes burdensome, why are we even doing all these things? Why? It's not, it's not anything. It's not just offended about something. The soul cannot soar. You can't fly. You can't move in the spirit because of that, that thing. Are you seeing that? It's an attack on the heart. Praise the Lord. So, uh, the Lord will give, will give us healing. Every one of us, eh? Amen. We need to begin to cite the properties of that thing called a clean heart. Creating me a clean heart. And then renew the right spirit. Oh my God. Renew the right spirit. It's called the right spirit. I want to have the right spirit. Hi. 
Zacchaeus. The way God wants to move in the last days, God is reserving himself. No, there's the way God moved before. That was for that season. God has reined himself in. He's preparing for the last time move. But the way God is going to move in the last days, it's not going to be, you know the way we saw moves of the Spirit, you just feel people in a room, Holy Ghost will land, you can almost smell Holy Ghost in the air, healing is taking place, and all that stuff, and people are sleeping under the power. I feel like end time movement is not going to be like that. Men will be awake when movement is going on. It's going to be the movement of God in the hearts of men. Is heart touching heart, righteousness resounding among souls. Imagine a people who are so strong, sin has no entry point. The strength is not that they are anointed on the outward. Of course, they will still be anointed. But it's that on the inside, they got truth on the inward parts. They They are possessed with the right spirit. Such a people. The gates of hell will not prevail against such a people. So that's why everyone is investing in the hearts of men. Because they need to use it. The way an handkerchief has carried anointing before. Hey, hey, someone is sick, just throw it. My family. Amen. Just throw in that thing now. Leg will just grow. There's no leg before. Leg will just grow. Such things have happened. Paul, to a point, they said they'll come and take apron from his garment and go and heal somebody. Amen? Amen. The way anointing has rested on things before, people laying hands on their hands, they want to anoint hearts. The, the world hasn't experienced a lot of anointed hearts before. When you see an anointed heart is a fountain of righteousness, it's, it's on fire. With, with truth, meekness, righteousness. It's such a people that heaven can't do anything against such a people. Imagine a man that God has installed righteousness in. What would you do? Imagine a man you can no longer get offended. That man is a problem. Are you seeing that? You, you, you see such things in Jesus. That was what, those were the, the, top, the top characteristics of him. That's why he was enduring contradiction of sinners. You saw that manifest. Even the ninth they came to yes, carry sir. him away. Yes, Remember when they came, Peter, Peter began to display. I didn't know where did he get sword. Who sword did he use? What, was it his own? <laughs> so he means that oh, Peter, Peter. He means Peter still has violence. He can still cut off somebody's ear. <laughs> and I'm sure that ear he cut off was he missed this, this thing. It was good for. It was made for another part of the body, amen. It was maybe the guy dodged then. It was made for maybe the center of his head. <laughs> and at that point, he would feel all righteousness in doing that. How can you take away what? Arrest who? Do you know who Jesus is? You must be stupid. 
<laughs> but when Jesus said, no, 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 Peter. <laughs> Jesus healed the guy. Wow. When Jesus came, he didn't say, ah, Judas, finally, eh? <laughs> okay, so you say he decided to do it. <laughs> I'm waiting for you. We'll see where you will end up. <laughs> he, was, he didn't say more. Just to say, betrays thou the son of man with a kiss. He didn't even accuse. He didn't insult him. He didn't do anything. Someone just sold you away. You didn't. Innocent man. Jesus was too far beyond offense. Righteous, as they were carrying him away, he was a righteous lamb that they were taking to the throne. Do you see how they took him? They they want us to have become like that, become like Jesus. If there's one person that Jesus should have been offended at in the end, is God. He had every reason to. Because it's God who killed him. Jesus knew it was his father who was killing him. That's why when he was praying, he didn't go and say, let's call Judas and talk to Judas. Mm-hmm. Judas, can we change your mind? Is there any? No. Mm-hmm. He went to go and pray. Mm-hmm. Say, can you take this? Can you let this cup pass over me? Is there, is there any way that you can? Because you know it was in his father's hand. Anything that would happen to him. You know that really he knew it's his father who was about to kill him. So, you know, he could have also become offended at God. But he didn't. He was afraid. He submitted himself. Even though he did not desire to die. How many of you know that? That wasn't his desire. It was the Father's will for him. But it's not my will, Lord, but yours. Your will. And God said, yes. That's my will. I will do it. God is a killer of men. But God kills men so that something better than man can. But the process of killing, undergoing death, is that if your soul is not ready, God, you will be offended at the process. You won't like the process. You won't like what it entails. How many of you look being meek? That you just you're just meek, you don't answer back, you don't have your own will. How many of you like not having your own will? Just being subject to the will of the spirit. <laughs> being subject to the will of does it make you feel nice? Just praise God. Most times you want to control, you want to do the things you want to do. The idea of not doing what you want is painful. Yes. Yes. It's not easy. A lot of times we even just, oh God, I'll do we'll talk about this later. And you do what you want to do. <laughs> you, see, you see that process? Is the, that, is the, that is the training of a heart. 
to train. The, to train is training the heart. Training the heart. Training the heart. They are training you to become like Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So quickly, let's read. Let's just read this thing again, very quickly. I'm sorry for time. It says, "Create in me a clean heart, O God." Right, and then renew a right spirit. Renew a right spirit. Praise God. And then cast me not away from Thy presence, and take not Your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of Thy salvation, and then uphold me with Thy word. And then, then will I begin to teach transgressions in the way in, in your way. Praise God. Um, so this thing called the spirit of a heart is a, is an important matter. Yes. Praise God. So of course we know once you got born again, your own spirit was recreated. But after the spirit of a man has been recreated, recreate means to make new. Right. Then the heart of a man must also be recreated. That's the meaning of create in me. Are you seeing that? So that heart must be, cre- must be cre- created. When it's re- been created, it's called a new heart. Then that new heart, create in me a clean heart, then renew the right spirit, must be given a, a, a new spirit. Praise God. So you need a, a, cl- a clean heart or a new create in me means make me, give me a new heart. Amen. Then what? Renew the right spirit. Now right spirit means the spirit of righteousness, which is the new spirit upon the heart. And our for that new spirit is what the book of Romans called the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Is the law of what? The spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That spirit must be installed inside the heart of a man. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That spirit is what prepares a heart to receive the spirit of life from God. Praise God. There is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Then there's what you call the spirit of life from God. There are two different the graduations of yes. the spirit that they were of a heart. Yes. Amen. Amen. There are what graduations of the spirit of a heart. First, spirit of life in Christ. Finally, what? Spirit of life from God. In Ezekiel 36, that spirit of life in Christ, they call it a new spirit. Then the spirit of life from God, they call it my spirit. Praise God. It will give you a new heart. Then you will put a new spirit in your heart. That's Ezekiel 36. 
then it will give you a, take away the stony heart and give you the, that is what there's the operation of the new spirit so the spirit of life in of, of of in christ is what gives you a fleshy heart praise god that that makes you receive the spirit of life from god amen so these are these are god's plan for the heart of men he asked, what is God's plan for me? God's plan for my heart is that I must inherit these spirits. Are you getting me? I've explained the meaning of these spirits now. He's not talking about spirit as in person or Holy Spirit or evil spirit. No. We're talking about nature that can be transmitted. Does it, does it make sense? Are you seeing that? Yes, sir. So, if you ask me, what is really the point? What, do, what are we striving to gain out of all these things? Is we are trying to gain the, we're trying to gain the inheritance of spirits inside your heart. Yes, sir. Some of us don't have the right spirit yet. They are still warring with us to renew the right spirit within us. Is that renew the right spirit? Is a new spirit, or is the spirit of righteousness, which is the spirit of Christ, that they need to deliver into a man's heart? Amen. Amen. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? Say hard. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Should we close now? Huh? Okay, I think we can close. Amen. Amen. The spirit of Christ in a man, there are two main markers it wants to achieve. Spirit of Christ. That word spirit means their their own nature. Are you getting me? Mm-hmm. There's a point where you, you don't begin with Christ by him giving getting his spirit. The first thing Christ will do in a man is to create in him a clean heart. That's been made clean. 
You get that? Mm -hmm. Then when the heart has become clean, then the process of renewing the right spirit begins. It's the, the further works of Christ mm -hmm. inside a person. The clean heart is the heart that Christ walks upon. Then Christ converts the clean heart. Are you getting me? Christ walks, converts the clean heart into a fleshy heart. The fleshy heart is what God walks upon. Praise God. Another word for heart is garment. They mean the same thing. It's the soul, the depths of the soul. Are you getting me? So when it's clean, that's when the beginning of the installation of the Spirit of Christ begins. The Spirit of Christ inside the heart, there are two things it really wants to achieve. Just in terms of operationally within the heart. These are things good for us to know. Scripture, amen. amen. Is the first thing is that it's the spirit of Christ it is what perfects the is what perfects the going up of the daily sacrifices within the heart. That's the first one. Then the second one is responsible for is for the perfection according in the Christ me measure of the service of God. Do you understand that? The service. There is a service beyond daily sacrifices. It's a service that goes on within the temple. You see those things those two things that are the problems of Satan. They are Satan's headache. Mm -hmm. To ask him, those are the two problems he's trying to solve. That, and those problems, he doesn't solve them by himself. Those problems, their problem must be solved before he can come. Before his own very nature, or before his own very seat and authority can begin to talk to a soul those two things must not be in place. Daily sacrifices in a man's heart and the priestly service in a person's heart. So, a first work must be done, which is what the world is, done, is doing. To do what? To remove the daily sacrifices and to make this, the temple death. Praise God. Hallelujah. What did I just say? Yes. Amen. Amen. I just want to touch on that daily sacrifices thing. Amen. There's something before that, which is the world. The world's own work are twofold, mainly. 
make people not gathered unto God and make them not offer the daily sacrifices. There's another, a deeper work to making a temple desolate is, there's also worldliness involved, but it's a season where the world has begun to, has begun to tap into greater powers of the Antichrist, right? So that's one of the main work of the Antichrist, is, the, is to instill the, the abomination that causes desolation. So you know Antichrist is still a world that has, that has carried into the DNA of Satan. It, Antichrist is the world level that is higher than just worldliness, that has tapped into the seat and the authority of, of the devil. So when you see the word, he said there are many antichrists in John chapter, first John chapter two. Then he now spoke about the spirit of the antichrist. It's the nature that they want to deliver into the hearts of men as well. That nature is really to stop priestly service. To stop priestly service within the souls of a man of a man. But before you get there, there's the most thing that they must do. The soul must no longer be gathered. That they have to stop the idea of daily sacrifices. Worldliness does that. Those are assaults on the heart that the world makes on the hearts of men. It makes the heart not stay in a place where it constantly sacrifices to God. It does not constantly what? Sacrifice to God. It affects the positioning. So see, these things are positional. Gathering means your position in the camp. You are gathered. But when you've been able to take position around the tabernacle, you have become separate. And it's from that point that daily sacrifices are, are offered up to God. So, so that separate heart, the spirit of the world, try, is make, try to make a heart not separate. Now, a heart that's not separate, there isn't too much you can do in terms of going forward into things of God. So, it means a heart that has not become a, a that hasn't become an altar of sacrifice cannot move into priesthood. So a lot of times, when you check a soul that's not becoming priestly, there's something about that area. Yes. That area of the daily sacrificing Unto God. You see, they can be sacrificing to God today, then tomorrow is sacrificing to something else. It ex- this, the soul exchange spirits. A heart exchange spirits. By extent, I mean substitute spirits. Hmm? Like you have an operating system, you have two apps installed. You are running this one now. After a while, you shut down this app, you open the other one. Mm-hmm. You run that one for a while, you shut it down, you run the other one. Are you getting me? 
So if I can use that technology analogy for us, a heart that has got into daily sacrifices is a heart, it's like an operating system that has only one app installed. You don't switch apps anymore. There's only one app. Now, that, the content of what is inside the app running is a different matter. It graduates. And then what that app is running, are you getting me? Yes, sir. But you have a dedicated operating system. When you become dedicated to one app, it means only one spirit has become the main driver. That soul is a separate soul. That's a, are you getting the sense? I'm just yes, trying to, it's not a perfect analogy, but it just gives you a sense of it. Are you getting me? Yes. So you can see, if, if a soul today is a follower of Christ, I mean in terms of word of righteousness, their inward spirit is under the government of the principles of the word of righteousness. Then you now see, next tomorrow, it, another conversation is coming out. You know that this conversation is not from here at all. It's another one. It's, it's as if the person can become another person for a few days. Then after a while, they come back. What happened? They haven't arrived at Levitical position in the spirit. And any soul who can still do that can never become priestly. As long as you are still doing that. As long as you still have capacity for that thing, heaven will never expose you into to priestly things. It's like a soul who is supposed to be a Levite. He comes around the tabernacle for like two, three days of the week. Then after a while, when he comes, he will take picture of the, the temple, take picture of the altar, take everything. Then by the next three days, he has gone back to the camp with all his brothers and his friends drinking in the barn. <laughs> this is what we do there. We, by the time they bring the sacrifice, we do this, we take it, and it's this thing. And then he will come back again and say, I'm Bambako to walk. You can't have such a thing. <laughs> That's how so, that, are you seeing are you getting what I'm saying? Souls. God doesn't God doesn't he doesn't condone mixing when it comes to things about priesthood. It's about devotion. God desires some this one of these these last days, as if that thing is becoming messed up. The sense of devotion. That God still expects souls to be devoted to him. He's very God is never going to change that expectation. In fact, that is the beginning of it so so you want to check your soul check have i moved into levitical position in the spirit are you in a place where say daily daily explain what's the meaning of daily daily means what you don't take break do you are you seeing that that thing is a great thing though if a soul can become a levite that thing is not it's the time sometimes we say outer court outer court that's if it's a small thing. <laughs> if you know a soul that is going to outer court. Yay. A soul that is, is a soul that they, they are constantly sacrificing to God. That they've learned to achieve that one alone. Forget about is he, is he what kind of sacrifice? Is he an offering in righteousness? No, no. Just but they can maintain daily sacrificing to, to God. It's a thing in the spirit. Yes. Praise God. It's a great marker for his soul. This means the soul doesn't switch into a worldly spirit anymore. Are you getting the, are you getting the idea? There are some souls that still switch into worldly spirit. You, you can, when you watch them, you know. You know when they switch. You know when they switch back. <laughs> Praise God. 
It's like you have two different apps. This one run today, and another one is running. Are you getting me? Yes. You can tell when we switch aside. You can tell. Hmm. But that thing must be must be dealt with. Separation must be maintained. Must heed to that call. Come out from among them. Be ye separate. separate. What part has the righteous son? Amen. You must break every other. That thing, whatever makes you keep going back. Reject it. Kill it. Destroy it. Praise God. Are, are you getting me? Don't give space to the spirit of the world anymore. These are matters of the heart. How, we're talking about how you use your heart. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. This thing can happen. Nobody might even know. It's happening. But God is seeing it. Because the heaven, they control heart's approach. Our hearts come closer to them. Are, 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 we, are we making sense? Say daily sacrifices. Daily sacrifice. Yes. Maintaining your position in the spirit. If you've... Amen, Kai. What I'm saying is so practical. It's so real. You will discover that in my life, I know at, at what point the Lord began to help me in that area. When you, if you are still in a place where you can still switch spirits, I mean, when I switch spirits, you know what I mean? I mean your inward, the, 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 your heart operation. You, when you are still like that, God will not open to you in a way. There's a way God will not open to you. Now, that thing called priesthood is a different thing altogether. It comes with a, it's a level. Is an operation. It's authority. Amen? Amen. That's, it's not only heart. It also manifests in the mind too. How you think. You can see a Christian today, they are thinking spiritual. And that time, a problem will come. They now they just say, bring a carnal wisdom to solve it. Mm-hmm. They are still using carnal wisdom to deal with matters. And you see, you can still switch. Uh-huh. But when a soul has learned to stay in that Levitical position. You see, after a while, I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is not only story, it's also experience. That is when things happen. They, after a while, they begin to open the priestly world to you because you've learned to stay. Are you getting me? You've learned to stay. They've checked the heart. Now, this heart uh-huh, has, this, has left this thing, worldly conversion alone. It's now ready. It's ready for my things fully to commit fully to them to stay here fully. You will begin to see things will begin to open up. Grace is different grace. You know, there's priestly grace. The grace a priest has is not the grace a Levite has. And what a Levite has in terms of grace is not what people outside the camp has. I can't begin to describe all the things that will change in such a soul. In terms of your what happens when you open the Bible? What happens when you pray? What you have access to? Your fellowship, your communion. There are such levels you will never get to if you are still switching. Today you are using world spirit. Tomorrow you are using Christ spirit. Are you getting me? There are things that will not open to you because you are not a devoted person to the things of God. Amen. I hope we've been blessed today. Praise God, there's still a lot more to say, but we have more, more days to say them. So some other time we'll, we'll continue. Father, we bless your name. Amen. Are we blessed this morning? Yes, sir. Yes, let's thank God. If you're blessed, just thank him for speaking to, to you, for, for his word. Thank you, Father.
Shiva Rodoste, stick some time and pray. Pray about your about your heart, your wherever you are. We are all somewhere. We are all somewhere, all of us. And heaven, they know where we are, they know our frame, they know our positioning, they know where we are in the spirit. Almost just pray. Anything that has to do with heart of men is mercy operation. But as long as we are willing, there is plenty of mercy in God to deal with our hearts, to help us. Some of us, we need help. We just need God to just help us to be able to maintain, to walk worthy of His calling. That at every place that we are in, that we, are, we walk worthy of that vocation at that level. Let us ask for help from heaven, mercy from heaven. The mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to, to begin to increase and to operate within our hearts, to help our hearts in terms of positioning, posturing, willingness, willingness to turn, to change, willingness to grow out of things, to let some things go, willingness to be steadfast, to continue. Let us expose our heart to heaven. Let's talk to him. Oh, 
for these words. It's heavy with clarity of uh, your intentions towards us. Thank you for how you think about our hearts. How you think about us. I said I know the thoughts I have towards you. Thoughts of good, not of evil, to bring you to an expected end. Thank you for our expected end in you. We know it's not of him that we left, nor of him that run it, but it's of you that showed mercy. So we have prayed for mercy tonight. We, have, we believe that through prayers, we have accessed portions, releases. Of mercy to help our heart journey. Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. I ask that in the name of Jesus, that grace for change, positioning within us, 
you desire truth in the inward parts. Great for grace for inward alignment. For yielding of the heart to your standard of righteousness. As every heart that said, I say I need I need strength, I'm weak. Answer. Hear such a heart this morning. And let grace come. Amen. Let the flow of grace come. Amen. Father, we are looking forward to great measures of your spirit within our heart. We want to receive Christ as an inheritance of spirit that will prepare us to receiving your spirit. Our Father, we thank you today. Let these words go with us. Amen. May not stop here. And I ask that the Holy Ghost, the teacher, will even bring a more clearer representation of this truth within the depth of every soul who has heard them. Thank you, our Father. We give all glory to your name today. We say be exalted forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwell between the cherubim